Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. I'm just feeling like um, I just want to take a breath. Let's just close our eyes for a minute and we just listen to that love song from the cosmos. Just be present in your body, hearing the reverberation of that message. I'm going to be with you. Rain, shine, money, no money. What? I'm always there with you. Love is speaking to you. See if you can feel the fullness of that. There's nothing missing. Now just switch your attention to loving the cosmos. Loving all of it that is, the rain, the shine, the sun, the money, the no money. Just letting your love flow from your heart out into all that is. Recognize that as you send out that love, we together in this community are co-creating. We are creators of love. We are creating this talk. We are creating the camaraderie in the room. We are creating the ripple that goes out into the world. All as we just love what is. Now gently bring yourself back, letting your eyes open slowly, allowing yourself to be fully present here in this room. So today we're talking about intuition, and I'm not using the royal we, I'm using the collective we, <laughs> because I really, really believe that we are creating that together energetically. It comes out of my mouth, but it comes from all of us. 
I used to think that I was not intuitive at all. Has anybody ever thought that about themselves, or was I the only one? <laughs> okay, so some of you have thought that too. And, and I, really, I also used to think I had no artistic talent. Has anybody ever thought that? Still, somebody saying still do? <laughs> and what I realized was that it was my measurement standard that was the problem. Like in the case of art, I thought you had to be able to do oil paintings that looked like a realistic scene. And if you couldn't do that, you weren't artistic. And I couldn't do that. But I came to realize that, oh, but there's all kinds of artistic expression. And some of them I actually can do, even well. And, and that there are aspects to art that you can learn. And I did some learning and got, got better. Intuition is the same thing. I had a standard. I, I'll never forget, I took this class on writing with the non-dominant hand. And then we were supposed to share what we got. And so what I got was this scribble that looked like a toddler had spread poo on the wall. <laughs> and then there were words that kind of went along with that. And I was like, great. My inner child, I guess, is alive and well here. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody else in the class got a seven-point program for improving your eyesight. And I thought, oh, well, she's intuitive, and I've got this. You know, and so I really didn't believe that I had any kind of connection to intuition. People that were intuitive were the ones that, you know, like you go for a psychic reading and they go, all this stuff. Those are the intuitive people. But that, I mean, yes, that's intuition, but that's only one expression. And there are many ways that we receive intuitive messages. And if you f walk away with nothing else today, please hear this. You are born wired with intuition. Everyone in this room, there are no exclusions. Now, you might not be listening to your intuition. That's different. If you have GPS in your car, do you ever ignore your GPS just for the heck of it? <laughs> because you want to hear that voice and see if it will go up in pitch when it says, go back to the route, go back to the route. <laughs> So we don't always listen to our intuition. And sometimes it's because we're, we don't know that that's our intuitive voice because we're so busy doing other things that we're not listening for that still small voice. But it's always there and available. one of the things that we can do is experiment with ways to access our intuition. So I was talking about the non-dominant hand thing. That worked really well for me because 
I've always liked writing and because it was a kinesthetic approach. With the non-dominant hand, it also has the advantage of when you're using the hand that is not schooled in writing, you get some wild answers that you weren't expecting. Whereas when you use the one that you're normally writing with, you get the same kind of answers you've been thinking all day long. So, but this was good for me. When I, I remember when I could not visualize at all and somebody else would be leading a visualization and I'd be like, got nothing. And it was really frustrating. And what I learned, and it was just spontaneous, like an intuitive message, actually. <laughs> I'm lying there in this room, and somebody's, you know, talking, doing this interaction. She's got us out in outer space somewhere, and there's a door in outer space. And, <laughs> and just... <laughs> Just spontaneously, my hands went up, and I go like this. I thought, all right, I'll go with that. The door is a triangle. <laughs> and that was the beginning for me. <clears throat> and what I realized was that I could follow if I used my hands. And so I pretended I was blind because in terms of what I would see in a visualization, I was, and I would just start pretending I was doing braille and just moving my fingers. You've all done this, haven't you? When, yes, yeah. <laughs> and it, if any of you are struggling with it, he can offer a class afterwards. <laughs> but. But have you ever been stumped for what was the name of that movie? And you say, oh, what was the name of that movie? You do this thing with your hand, and then you remember the movie, <laughs> right? If you haven't done it, try it. It really works. <clears throat> Just that motion. There's something about the kinesthetic motion that connects you to information. So that's one way of accessing information. Our bodies are like tuning forks. There is information that we can get from our bodies all the time. Here's one really easy little tool that you can use if, if you struggle with intuition. It's called a body yes or a body no. It looks like this. So you say something that you know the answer is yes to, like my name is Jane, and you tip over forward. My name is Sam, and you tip over backwards. And some people don't have quite as dramatic a tip, but if you practice it, it gets more in, um, noticeable. So that's something like, you're wondering, which thing should I pick up? Just practice it. And the more you do it, this is true of every intuitive tool you will use. The more you do it, the better you get. It's just like walking through a path in the field. If you do that every day, you're going to have a well-worn path that's easy to find. So you can do tools like that. It's important to pay attention to your body. We all, there are three levels of intuition. One is just survival instinct. And that, that everybody's wired with it. You feel it in your gut usually. You may notice it somewhere else. But Sometimes you get like a really strong gut feeling. Don't do that, 
right? We've probably all had that at some point. Sometimes it is a little bit less noticeable because we're not paying attention. But if you know that you are wired with that, it isn't something you need to go get somewhere or wish you had or envy those who do. You've got it. Just listen. Start focusing as you're thinking about things. And you can practice it with things that have low risk to them. Okay, this morning I was, somebody gave me a, a box of teas, and there were all these teas in a row, and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, which one do I want? And so I'm, I just try some different, you know, like using my fingers kind of thing like this to see is it a yes or a no, and I did the body yes. And I, and I, I came up with one that was different than the one that I wanted all along, <laughs> but, but I, I thought, I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink all of these eventually. So it was a really low-risk thing. It didn't matter if my in, I was reading my intuition correctly or not. And so if you're willing to practice on things that don't matter, like which, which color should I wear this morning? You know, little things like that. But just be practicing so that you develop your intuition. You're using your intuition even if you don't know it. Like when you come in and you pick a seat, why did you pick that seat? Why did you sit next to that person? Why did you not sit next to that other person? That's all intuition. And that all has to do with keeping you safe. It's about survival. Because we all have this collective belief that we can be unsafe. That, God forbid, we're going to die. In this situation, right now, we will die. And yet we have this spiritual belief that it's okay to die. That when we die, we just are reabsorbed into all that is. But our survival intuition doesn't know that. Its job is just keep us alive. And it's going to warn us all the time. The next level of intuition, though, is called creative intuition. So creative intuition is when you're talking to somebody, like Robin and I get together for lunch all the time, and it's because we like to play with our creative intuition. So we might take a topic and, well, what about this? Oh, but you could do this. And what about this? And what about that? And we just, just keep riffing off each other. That's creative intuition. Maybe sometime you've thought about, you know, I'm thinking that it would really be cool to start doing some speaking somewhere. And then you run into somebody who says, hey, have you heard that the library is looking for speakers? And it's like, wow, I was just thinking that. And then I met this person. And that's because it's creative intuition. And we're getting pulled together with people that can amplify the things that we want to create in the world. And that's happening. And if you know that that's happening and you start looking for it and you start appreciating it, when it happens, then it happens more. And the third level of intuition is called visionary. Visionary is really cool. Visionary is it's like coming in a vision from on high, let's say. We get into trouble with words here. How are you going to express this? But it's, it's something that's so much bigger than what we know how to do. 
It's something that just gets our heart engaged. It feels big. We can't do it by ourselves. We need help. This community has a vision. We, we started getting together, and it started out kind of small, like, okay, we, we need a new space. This was back when we were at the Grange. We need a new space. And so we're just focusing on where can we get a new space. And, and I think half the time, probably the vis visioning was more like thinking about what can we do? What about this place? What about that place? But eventually, as we stayed in that process, the visioning expanded, and, and it was something bigger was coming in. We started getting this vision of this, of this huge campus where there were all these organizations that, that were in synchronous relationship to one another that all involved a higher consciousness. And we realized that thinking about only ourselves and just having a space for ourselves, even though we needed one, was thinking too small. There was something bigger that was coming in. And now here we are starting that visioning process again with, you know, that's, so now that's the starting vision and we're not sure where that's gonna lead us, but we just have this, this sense that something bigger is trying to come through as us. And we have to be open to it. So when you're playing on that level of vision, one of the things that has to happen is you can't be attached to the outcome. You can't say, well, it has to look like this. Well, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. What has to happen is we have to be tuned and, and working on tuning ourselves to what is coming through, being willing to to try out an idea that sounds, well, this sounds weird to me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Because weird is really, it's an old Celtic word, and it means that woo stuff that's out there, you know, that, that consciousness that's, that's not material, that is buzzing around us all the time. So we have to be willing to cooperate with that and not be attached on an ego, ego level to what we think it should be. If we do that, and if we pray for that, if we call in our angels, what are angels anyway? I don't know, they probably don't have wings. I mean, William was a fantastic angel at Christmas with <laughs> his rainbow-colored wings. But the, the reality is, whether there is some physical form, we watched that movie last night, many of us, and it's reminding us again that actually, when you look at the cell, there's nothing there. It's all energy. So all of us that are sitting in this room looking ever so solid really aren't. We're really just energy. And so angels, why would that be any different? There's some kind of energy there that we call angels, and they come to us as thoughts. They come to us as visionary messages. In, that's one form they take anyway. And so we can call those angels. We can say, I want to be in service here. 
Because really what we're doing when we start talking about the visionary level is we are stepping out of the idea that we are small 3D individuals doing whatever we think we're doing here. And we are acknowledging that what we really are is all of that. That's what we really are. And as all of that, we can create anything because that's who we are. We are the creator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep bend weird. I wonder what would happen if each one of us made a commitment right now that we would call in our angels, that we would say, show me, show us how we want to evolve. If we would be willing to do what is ours to do in this? Are we willing to play full out or are we keeping ourselves a little bit separate and saying, oh, that's somebody else's to do? When we think about this community, I, I often hear people, especially people that are here for the first time or have been just coming a little while, they, they'll talk about, oh, well, your community or they'll talk about, oh, well, the board this, or, oh, you know, it's always a you out there as opposed to a we. And so a step into oneness is when you recognize that, oh, it doesn't matter if this is the first time I'm here. Because there is no other. It's all a we. It's all a we. And I am an essential part of that. In the movie last night, if you didn't see it, I really encourage you to rent it and watch it. It's, it's a lecture. Let's just, full disclosure here, it is not a movie. It's Bruce Lipton giving a lecture. But it's an amazing lecture. And he talks about, in the process of evolution, how we are evolving from being a single unit so it started out with just a cell, and then it becomes a community of cells. Now it's a, an amoeba, and then a community of amoebas, and now it's a bacteria, and, and on and on, always going from the individual to the community of. And we have evolved all these cells. We're a community of cells, seven trillion cells. And now the next level of evolution is these individual seeming bodies, humans, are evolving into a collective humanity so that we don't think of individuals except like we think of individual cells. We are all cells in one humanity. And as cells in one humanity, our visions come for all of us. 
our intuition is available in a way that will guide us so that we are in harmony with Mother Earth, so that we are in harmony with one another. That kind of intuition is available. Have, I was thinking today about how many people would call themselves an empath? Look around, there's a lot in this room. How many people know somebody who's not in this room that considers themselves an empath? Most people know someone. How many people know someone who is autistic? A lot. When you were growing up as a kid, did you know a lot of people that were empaths or autistic? You did? I think that this is increasing, and it's increasing because as we come more and more into being a community called humanity, we, some people, their intuition is so finely tuned that they have difficulty distinguishing between themselves and the rest of their body, which is humanity. And People who are autistic, I think, are likewise so finely tuned and they get overwhelmed by it. But that can't be accidental that that is happening. So recognize these are signs. Part of the art of intuition is paying attention to the signs and acting upon them. These are signs that are saying, we are coming together. Stop behaving like you're separate. Don't give any real estate in your mind to that idea anymore. Just recognize we are here to be one people. And if one is hurting, we all are hurting. And we need to think about our actions with how will we benefit all. So let's call in our angels and ask them to help guide us, to help open us to this intuitive knowing, to give us the biggest and the best visions that will serve the whole. Namaste. Let it grow, let it grow. Let it blossom, let it flow.